Hey, Dad. It's getting late. Let's do this. Our tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, I'm fortunate enough to have gotten Lucas to be my first guest on here. So we're going to try and dive into a little bit of uh, Luke's life from pre-jujitsu all the way until now. So, Lucas, um, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I guess first question, like, let's talk about life for you before you started jujitsu. What, what kind of kid were you? What did you grow up doing? You know, what, what did you like and et cetera? Uh, I mean, not, I mean, athletically, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, I was, I was playing a lot of video games. I was, I was reading a lot of books. I was, I played soccer, but not with a whole lot of enthusiasm. Uh, but you know, I, I wasn't much of an athlete as far as, uh, like jujitsu and things go now, you know, I've, everything I've got now has been built. Um, but no, I was a lot of art, a lot of reading, but like nothing, uh, much more on the nerdier side of, of things. <laughs> yeah. As far as school goes. Were you already doing art? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you guys had me in. I was in art classes when I was seven, maybe something yeah. like that, six, seven, something like I that. I remember yeah, going yeah. to the zoo, and we would have to stop at every exhibit. Yeah, I brought a to, sketchbook to, with a sketchbook, yeah. so you could sit down and draw it out, and then we move on to the next one. I like, still bring notebooks whenever I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I bring sketchbooks everywhere. Um, so, what what got you into you know beginning to start training and whatnot? <laughs> I mean, I mean, or why? yeah, yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I mean, why? I mean, why? I guess would be like to avoid bullying. Obviously, that was, that was the main purpose. Because we, you try to get us into it before when we were younger, and we like couldn't take it seriously. Like, cause I remember we were working out, just me and Tyler, but we were at the uh, front gym of yeah. Providence, yeah. and there was like there was a dance class waiting to start, and there was a bunch of kids that were in my class. But me and Tyler just kept tickling each other and like couldn't take <laughs> it seriously. I don't remember how old we were, um, but I remember being when we were in middle school. Um, and you would actually open the gym. You'd wanted us to start, make sure we didn't get bullied or anything like that. And, um, I wasn't into it at the time. I, I definitely was not into it. Um, I forget if Tyler was or not, to be honest. Uh, he was pretty solid at, at everything. He probably didn't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, had, he was, he was always <laughs> athletic. Here, here's uh, the life of Chris Brennan. I have two, two kids, two boys that come home from school and tell their mom that they want to do karate <laughs> and, I am Yellow a pride karate. UFC, king of the cage fighter, <laughs> Hall of Fame MMA guy, and they come home and want to do karate. And I was like, no, you know, to her. And she's like, you have to let them try it. You have to let them try it. That's what they want to do. And I'm just like, they have no idea, you know, what? what? I always forget that we did karate. I, so kind of, really, I blocked that memory out. Yeah, uh, they really <laughs> did karate for I don't like a, to a couple that. months. Um, probably two months, got their black belt. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they did do it for... Two two months, they I think. paid for it. Maybe three <laughs> months. And uh, I was like, okay, is, are we done? Is that it? <laughs> and then, um, you know, fortunately, they could end up like Stephen Thompson or something if they if they <laughs> stuck with it for a while. But Maybe I'd actually be making bonuses if I had stuck with karate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was like, so jiu-jitsu is next. And, and it was actually years later before they uh, before they got started doing jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah, I don't remember how old we were doing karate, but I was – 11 and a half uh, when we started jiu-jitsu. It was jiu December, so yeah, 11 and a half, almost 12. Yeah, yeah, but. So let's talk about, I guess, let's talk about the beginning of your jiu-jitsu career and coming up in, we'll, we'll read deeper into that, like your jiu-jitsu in Texas, like coming up with the kids in Texas jiu-jitsu. I mean, yeah, I mean, we started, yeah, we started young, but not 
as young as everyone else did. Like we were, I was, yeah, I mean, I was almost 12. I think Tyler was probably 10 or something like that, 10, 10 or 11. But everyone had been training already since they were like six. Like everyone already yeah, had guys were years behind. and years behind them. But we were, um, it took me a little while to actually get like wins racking up. Like I was, I was winning tournaments, but I was like running 500 a little bit and like winning some more, but I was still like on the low side of things before we started like really picking up matches a lot and whatnot. Um, the one thing that I almost uh, um, psych psyched out at IHOP at Winstar uh, when I said I hadn't won the first five of anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. It was like jiu-jitsu. Like I lost, I lost my first match to uh, our teammate. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Um, I, I spent three minutes going for a for a triangle that I didn't get, and I lost the takedown. And oh, that lost. one. Yeah. 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 Same tournament though. Yep, yeah. Same yeah. Yeah. My only losses were to teammates, and then I came back in and and abused them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The like, first. The first. Uh, Travis Luters. First tournament. Ever, ever was a Naga. Tyler decided to do a Naga, and Lucas wasn't interested in doing it. And we went, and Tyler, being Tyler, won the tournament, and, and it was his first time competing. Like 30-0. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> and on the way home, Lucas said, you know, hey, when's the next tournament? And I was like, oh, it's whenever, why? He goes, I'll do it, <laughs> and then decided to, to give it a shot because, in, in my opinion, he probably realized him and Tyler were pretty even. He goes back and forth with Tyler, and Tyler just won the tournament handily, so you realize you could probably get in there and hang as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> It so turned out to be fun. It took a little while. Uh, the first couple tournaments were were rough. Yeah, you're I, I about say a I, 500 first year. Uh, a little better. A little better. A little better. Yeah. Like I, I took second at that tournament. I took two seconds, and but then I won Grappler's Quest, and then I think I took like second somewhere, and then like won in August. So it was like up up in the air. It was yeah. a little bit of both. Uh, it wasn't until like the next couple years that it started like really picking up, and then uh, that last big year that we competed a lot at Blue Belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was a that was a travel year. That was fun. So before that, like, mm -hmm. uh, let's say your second, third year, you're competing against, you know, by your second year, you're winning all the time. And, yeah. And so yeah, was Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And we had uh, one kids world already. Yeah. A year you, and a half. One kids world did a year and a half. Um, both of you. And then, um, back here in Texas, you're, you're going against, you know, yeah. Savages, I mean, right? Like good guys. Yeah I, mean, yeah. I mean, guys that are now competing in like who's number one and like, like ranked like number one in the world now. Uh, a lot of good Texas kids are now. Um, and even the ones that didn't continue to do it fight now and are also pretty solid. So like there's, yeah, the talent was super, super high level, especially because yeah. we started late. Every, everyone was homeschooled. Nobody right. even went to school. They did morning classes, they did noon classes, they did night classes. I only know off the top of my head, one other person in the state that actually went to school. Everyone else just did jiu-jitsu all day long. <laughs> and we still had math class and all that. <laughs> yeah, so I remember um, the year, I think it might have been the year we traveled, we went to California and you and Tyler, Tyler did a super fight and you did a, a men's expert division. And it was the, the following year. I was purple. Okay, so everyone yeah. was telling me, I'll, I'll, I'll jump to that and then we'll go back. Uh, everyone's telling me that the, the jiu-jitsu in California is much higher level than the jiu-jitsu in Texas. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and we kept hearing that. So I'm like, okay, you know, we need to be prepared. I was like, but if we really want to get down to the nitty and gritty, the South, Southern California was my jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I trained those guys, you know, the a bunch of the gym owners down there. So it wasn't like I lost my California jiu-jitsu when I came yeah, to Texas. So yeah. we, were, we were, you know, readily prepared. Um, so it, we'll, we'll jump back to that tournament in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so as a blue belt, you know, you got your blue belt. Um, 15. 15 years old. And, yeah. and we're competing. Oh, I guess, actually, let's step back. When was your first men's division? Uh, orange belt. 
14? Uh, yes. 13? Mm, I think I was 14. 14? Yeah. Um, new breed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a, like an intermediate men, men's division uh, and won because um, Greg started calling me the manslayer after that, and it's still <laughs> my Xbox gamer tag. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I forget how old the guys were. It was like one dude was like 30-something, and then one dude was like 20-something. Um, but they kept asking if we were sure we wanted to do it. Right. And then they did that again later. But, like, uh, yeah, they were like, are you sure you want to do this division? Are you sure you want to do this division? Like, are you sure they want to do this division? <laughs> like, bro, like... Um, yeah, we yeah I was doing adult divisions consistently after that, yeah, after and then that even for teen though. divisions we were reverse sandbagging, like we'd only trained for like two years, but we were doing like four and up, five and up, like you know we right. were doing all the pro and advanced divisions and and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean that was the way. Most of the time we were able to get matches with the the better kids like yeah. Tyler and Luke Garcia and Tyler yeah, and Jaden yeah. Tulance, yeah, you yeah, and Roberto, yeah. you yeah. and you know you had other and Eric Tulance, yeah, yeah, Eric Tulance, you had a, a, other really good kids that have been training for a long time, and you had not been training for that that long of a time. But I I'm sure a lot had to do with we only did nogi, they were doing gi and nogi, and yeah, we just kind of yeah, yeah we raced and raced and raced and caught up to those guys and. Uh, you know, end up, you know, passing a lot of them. And mm -hmm. Roberto now will just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a freak. He can, he can, he can stay in what he's doing. <laughs> my, my highlight or my claim to fame for you with Roberto was you went zero, zero with Tynan at worlds and he lost four, two. He should have won, but he lost. Yeah. four two. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'll, I'll, I think, uh, jujitsu math, jujitsu math that yeah. day. Right. It works yeah. out, <laughs> but you know, uh, that so that was the year we traveled uh blue yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um europe and then yeah. and then uh a handful of other states tennessee tennessee louisiana um arizona yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah tennessee louisiana arizona we went to london and uh lucas won the british nationals in london uh and the two, absolute two different yeah absolute and his weight class and his finish in the it was regular weight class right it was in weight classes yeah, finish yeah, yeah, yeah. was so legit that all the brazilians around us were cheering and, and, <laughs> and uh cheering for lucas and like uh pumped I mean, on the win it was really cool i, mean, I guess it must have been cool then if they're actually cheering for me yeah, <laughs> for, sure, for sure um after after it was after london we came back and traveled right uh went to um Tennessee, i believe Mississippi, so and uh, that I was remember, that summer yeah i remember you uh you were on the mat competing in the teen division and then they're yelling Lucas Brennan to another mat. Tennessee. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you ran over to the other mat and got on the mat and there was a guy that was and Lucas is fifteen. I'm probably one forty. One forty and this guy was probably 50. a good six two, one seventy, one eighty, uh, purple belt. And not small. Standing on the mat <laughs> waiting for Lucas. And I, I looked at the guy sitting at the table, I go, Is this a wrong division? And he said, and this is this is awesome. He goes, no, that's the only guy that would go against him. <laughs> and I said, really? And he said, yeah. So Lucas went out yeah. there and uh, he looked and he goes, okay. Yeah. And he went out there and triangled the guy. Yeah, I was up and, on some points and then yeah. triangled him at the bell. Beat him yeah, by yeah. triangle. Um, the kids we beat that day are now uh, Keanu Reeves judo coaches. Right. Yeah, that's were, the most frustrating thing him in, I've uh, ever they seen. They had little cameos in John Wick, right? Yeah. Two? Yeah. Part two, uh, three. 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 They were teaching him all his judo to do in his suit. And then in the third movie, 
he's going into like some some like facility, but he's walking past wrestling mats and there's kids doing throws and then they both stand up like all buff and whatever. Yeah, and me and Tyler right. were like, dude, we choked both of them. Like, <laughs> like they're not hard and cool. Like, like I know them. Like, it, was, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, we should be teaching John Wick jujitsu. Like, this is what a shortcoming. <laughs> like, uh, like, what a highlight that would have been. Like, for sure. <laughs> How'd you steal that spot? <laughs> Um, okay, so after that, we uh, went to, I guess, was was that was in Tennessee? Yes. So we had the Mississippi tournament. You win the, men, win the men's division there. You yeah. had two MMA guys, actually. Yeah, brown belt. That was AGF, I believe, because Brandon Quick was talking to me that day. He's like, this guy's an MMA fighter, and this yeah. guy's an MMA fighter with, you know, however many fights he has, a brown belt. Yeah, I, I don't think... I tapped either of them, but I beat both by like 10, 12, something like, like I was just yeah. racking up points on them. Um, and then I had a team division that day and, and beat everyone. Tyler hit the slickest Nogi Della Heap back take um, yeah. I've ever seen um, on cool. a giant. <laughs> yeah. And that was something that he had not drilled or trained, but just looked over and went leg, leg, hip, hip, yep. sit in my lap. And he's like, I choke. saw someone do this once. Yeah. yeah it'll work. It's kind of how he learns everything. I think <laughs> yeah. we'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after that, I believe you were actually still blue and we did Naga and at Naga. And I believe that was in December yeah. when you got yeah, yeah, your yeah. Naga worlds. Yes. You competed against, uh, Guilherme. Yeah. Yeah. Blue yeah, belt, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, he was a black belt, seven time national champ from Brazil. Mm -hmm. yeah, you were yeah, still yeah. blue and all the Brazilians were not cheering for you during that no. match. No, Brazilians that were not from his team were still not cheering for me. Right. Uh, they were they were very adamant about him. <laughs> and you beat him, and then got your purple belt that day. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he wasn't happy about it. Um, no, that was. I love that picture. <laughs> I have a great picture of this guy broken after the after just, the match. Just, just like someone shot his puppy. <laughs> so Speaking from then we started competing at purple, right? Um, went to California for that competed i don't know what else you did here at purple um at blue i'd also done bad as blue uh, i oh, totally yeah. forgot about that uh but yeah purple i don't remember doing a whole lot i was coming off uh hurting my knee at state and then immediately hurting my foot at state or, or uh, after state uh, i wish that was a state that was on trampoline uh <laughs> and then yeah we did that tournament um and i, I fought i fought that august 12th because I, I had school after yeah. that yeah so went to california competed in russ's tournament yeah and yeah, you did the yeah, expert yeah. division there and tyler had a super fight with a kid um josh barnett did not like me yeah we um, had a, that was fun he had a men's <laughs> division and, and josh barnett had a student that lucas was beating and josh starts screaming at his student stop letting him do that he's a kid he's a kid and then he goes put him on his head and i said hey lucas Josh Barnett just told him to put you on your head, so be careful. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was, I that was fun. I surfed it. a kid. Yeah, um, that was fun. Now's when we realized that it didn't matter which end of the state or the country we went to, our jujitsu held up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even even going back to to Blue Belt Worlds, we went to San Francisco for Blue Belt Worlds, and you had a zero zero match with Tainan, who's now so an eight or. 14. He was he was eight then. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what he is multi -time now. Multi-time jiu-jitsu yeah. world champion. Um, had a zero-zero match with him that was you know uh, very competitive, and from that point on, we started. We had the oh well, during all this, high school wrestling started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So while you're doing jiu-jitsu, 
you start wrestling as a freshman mm-hmm. and 14 yeah 14 and you're you're switching time between wrestling and jiu-jitsu every day um had a had a super successful high school wrestling career mm-hmm. you know at by the time you were a junior majority of the people in texas you know knew that you they didn't want to wrestle the the jiu-jitsu kid from, from yeah, Frisco. yeah. They didn't want <laughs> to wrestle uh, the brennans yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um had that a lot walking into walking into weigh-ins and stuff mm-hmm. where kids would say yeah. something to their parents yeah. like hey there's the brennans yeah. you know? that happened or, a lot or the parents would be like boys boys they're yeah. the brennan brothers yeah you know and I, I overheard that walking into a thing one time, and I was like, "Man, that is cool," you mm-hmm. know. And, and at the same time, fortunate that you guys weren't punk kids, so it was yeah. like, "Yeah, they weren't like right. them." Yeah. yeah. Um, so from wrestling, traveled a little bit for wrestling, did preseason nationals, went to state a few times, and then I think it was junior or se- senior year uh, after preseason nationals, phone started ringing. Started getting offers for for wrestling uh, scholarships for wrestling, um, wrestling at, at you know D one D two D three schools, and we were in the fortunate position where I was at. It was time to sit down with you and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. do you want to wrestle in college? Do you want to ju- do jujitsu at a high level and, and get paid for that, or do you want to fight? And the kid who had never been in a fight or an <laughs> argument or anything really said, I want to fight. Let's yeah. try. Let's try that. <laughs> And if you remember, I said, let's do it now because you may do it and win and hate it, mm-hmm. or you may do it and lose and yeah. want to do it the next day. You know, it's just a, it's a, you never know that in that sport until you do it. So I guess you were how old and we, we did, uh, when we did the first one, 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah. I, I mean, legally I had to be 17, but I think we signed the contract on my birthday. Um, yeah. cause we already had it. Um, we just couldn't sign it while I was 16. Yeah. You signed it. Mom cried on it, but she signed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, got it notarized and all that. Um, and fought to do those 27. Yeah, yeah. I was about to be a senior. Yeah. I fought yeah, the it was like a week before school started. Yeah. Yeah. It was a week before school started. The next one was a week before school ended. Uh, right. yeah. Both were, I was a senior in high school about to be rear naked choked first guy. Yeah. Third round, yeah. uh, had a nice shiner yeah. first fi- first punch that ever landed on me uh my whole eye like like swelled up for uh, a long time um that was not fun <laughs> but if i could explain to people how chill you are during a fight the conversation <laughs> that we have when you're on the stair on the stool in between rounds goes pretty much like it's going right now yeah we're, we're yeah, yeah. sitting having a conversation <laughs> like it's just another day in the park and and you were like that after your first and second round of your very first fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that was in the third round. Yeah, 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 I came back. You came back after the first round, and you kind of went like that. You go, I don't remember it landed, but I, or I don't remember getting punched, but I can see it out of the corner of my eye. And you just started having a conversation with me. Then the second round, you came back, and you said, man, that starburst in the mouthpiece thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're smiling, talking to me. And I'm just like, man, for a kid that's never done this before, to feel like that, to be as calm as you were and, and composed. The only person I could think of in my entire career uh, that was ever like that was Jeremy Horn. Yeah, and he had yeah. 110 or 15 fights. <laughs> That's you know? too many. <laughs> so, so it's a very different, you know, person. Uh, he's another really intelligent guy, you know? So it was, you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of resonated with me that you look at this a little bit different. You do a little bit different. And, uh, you did it again right before your senior year or your senior year ended right before graduation. Mm-hmm. And then how long was it after that before 
your last one five it, it was uh it was a while uh, five months or more than that it was almost a year oh, okay yeah yeah i'd fought that was legacy may 25th because i graduated and had my birthday the following weekend and turned 18. i didn't fight again until june 7th of the following year okay. uh i hurt my back oh wrestling yeah that's yeah, right. yeah yeah that's right yeah i wrestling right. hurt my back i was out for five months ish yeah give or take yeah, yeah, yeah i couldn't do anything uh yeah i fought that june because then i immediately fought again uh the next month so so real quick we'll go back before you even had your first amateur fight when you and tyler were little we flew out to california and you guys twice and fought in two pancreation yeah events. yeah i always forget how old we were like yeah. i don't remember if we were 12 and 13 or 13 and 14 maybe 13 and 14 yeah 13 um, 14 and and this was an a close close fist to the body um yeah no yeah, head yeah. strikes but they could kick punch a knee everything mm -hmm. below the neck and then there's submissions and I believe you triangled both guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think tri Tyler Kamurred one guy real nice off a of roll-off Kamur, and I forget what he did in this first one. Um, the first one I think went, uh, I think it went the whole time, but he was like all over the kid. Yeah, yeah which is like three twos with all the right? gear. He couldn't. Yeah, yeah. The rounds were super short. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had uh, triangled the first kid. We both leg kicked each other, and he kicked my leg that I was standing on. And I fell. He jumped my guard, triangled him, and then the other kid. Was the, was the second round, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, I had a mount. I had a triangle from the mount, rolled over, put my foot under, and, like, yeah, yeah, I destroyed his back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was tapping me so hard, I thought he was punching me. I just went harder. And then I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, sorry, bro. So looking at that, you were 2-0 and in pancreation. You were 3-0 and as an amateur. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to jump ahead with your record for a second. You were si you're 6-0 and as a professional. Mm -hmm. And that's – all in MMA, so that's what six, eight, nine, ten, eleven fights, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. undefeated. What What do you think the difference is? Because you've had losses in wrestling, yeah. you've had losses in jujitsu, but what do you think the difference is combining it all that has worked so well for you? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's just like blending it together's worked and. Yeah my wrestling's worked a little bit more getting to hit someone in the middle of it and same for my jiu-jitsu like you know it getting submissions a little bit easier if you can hit them a couple times and you know right. make them a little more uh, easy to work with um but not i haven't had anything like particular in mind that like really made uh the difference um but a lot of like the losses from jiu-jitsu and for wrestling for like younger like we we're develop developing still right. uh as people and still like like wrestling was another thing like i was 14 tyler was 13 for a little bit of it and 14 going against guys that were like 18 and 19 right. uh and also guys have been wrestling since they're five six seven yeah eight yeah yeah, yeah. they were started as a freshman yeah they were guys that were getting like their hundredth win when they were in like eighth grade like there were dudes that had been wrestling like their whole lives same for jiu-jitsu though like before they started actually splitting up the teen division remember oh yeah <laughs> yeah it was 12 or 13 to 16 yeah and then they were like 17 year olds that didn't have anyone they're like oh you can go in there too yeah. like dude 13 year olds an eighth grader 17 i was a senior in high school yeah if i was a senior in high school going as an eighth grader i'd turn him in half like just break them like right. it's not even the same thing and it's not even the same type of build of person like so some of it's probably just like where we were developed as a person like physically um and then fighting on about as developed as i'm gonna get you know 
21, almost 22. So, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll yeah, yeah. I mean, you happen to be I mean, very strong I mean, there's, there's some filling out that I'm sure will happen. But, like, yeah. if we're really talking about, like, actual size and height and whatever. Yeah, like, you're you know definitely I mean? always undersized, uh, even in high school wrestling. I like, never figured never figured that out. Guys that are taller and bigger and yeah, get on the yeah, scale yeah. the same and as we were cutting weight. Preseason nationals. You know, preseason nationals, we stood on the side of the mat watching a match go on that we all thought was a 160-pound weight yeah, class. two meatheads. Big guys, yeah. and they walked off the mat, and I said, hey, what weight was that? And they said, 138. Yeah. And I was like, They were taller than me. <laughs> they were warming up next to me later. They was like, dude. And like, they were in the same weight class. I'm like, how did you guys get on the – like, you have, must have the heaviest bones in the world. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I felt like I put on a lot of weight after the weigh-in because it was the day before weigh-ins. We had IHOP and Olive Garden. Yeah. We had gone to Olive Garden for dinner. They had a two-hour wait. We went to IHOP, ate. By the time we were done eating, we went back to Olive Garden <laughs> and ate. Uh, I still felt good, but just like, yeah. but yeah, like we were losing a lot of weight. I was wrestling 38. I'd already been like 170 before. Like I was like coming down every week from 60 something. Like I mean, Tyler's junior year, he's walking at 126, wrestling 106, and still wasn't the biggest guy on the mat. No, <laughs> you know, like, no. how was that possible? Yeah, he was frail. Yeah. It was like it just didn't make any sense physically. Um, it is what it is now. But so, you're after your last amateur fight. It was very quick, right? After that last amateur fight, it was five weeks. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was only a couple days. We before. fought June 7th was the amateur fight. July 12th uh, was the next one. So, yeah, yeah about five, five weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it was only a couple days before Bellator was in contact with us. And we ended up signing, uh, mm -hmm. actually signing for the fight, but not an actual contract yes, yeah, uh, yeah. with Bellator. And Wanted to make sure I could be an adult. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, so he signed a fight, signed, signed a one fight contract with Bellator on kind of a trial run. They wanted to see at, at 19 years old, uh, just turned 19 years old. What, if you're a professional, if you make weight, show up on time, you know, if you do all these things and, and showed up and did that and got a first round rear naked choke, sold a bunch of tickets cause it was local. Yeah. 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 And sold uh, a ton of tickets. They had me on the dark card. So it actually stayed pretty full. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember they messaged me after and they had taken professional pictures you know they had done the, your professional photography pictures mm -hmm. with lucas newton and there was some really good pictures of you and you're fortunately not ugly <laughs> and they sent me a message and said hey okay so we definitely want to sign him where do you want to start and i sent him like five of those pictures back and i said well let's start here i said clearly he's marketable let's go from there and and rich is like yeah ha, ha, i get it i know you know and then you know we were able to sign a five fight deal mm -hmm. and then fought four of those fights and then went to sign we wanted to sign your following contract before that fight took place and then signed a six fight deal that took that fifth one off and yeah the, the fifth was the first of the next one there was a little overlap and that's where you're at now uh yeah yeah because i fought the one four or five so five and then the first of the six so yeah so how have your fights gone uh i mean good uh i got punched more as an amateur than i do now like i've been like i i've posted it a handful of times but i haven't punched four times in the last six fights uh the first two guys didn't even touch me uh and the next four guys all touched me once uh so not uh not bad on stats i'm 100 percent on takedowns and uh yeah, no one, no one's, no one's touching me. Uh, the only time I've I've hurt myself, is is to myself. Like I've I've hurt my hands hitting people and I've hurt my legs kicking people. But no one's I haven't had a bruise or a, a headache or or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God, I'm on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean they've been they've been perfect. 
um, and they've all been different. So solid, like covering ground. <laughs> so I'm going to ask, why do you think that is? And then at the same time, I'm going to bring up something that you do in your camps that kind of sets you apart from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think that, that like blew my mind the day I saw it, but what do you think, first of all, is your reason for not getting hit? How are you fighting, not getting hit? How are you fighting and winning? And, and it's simple if you ask me, but a lot of people, you know, don't fight that way and do get hit a lot. I think I'm just fighting smart. Like, I'm just like, I, I respect my brain health. Like I, I think it's, you're capable of winning fights and doing well without standing in the middle and, and banging and there's no need to like some people that's their whole style but if they just learned like how to wrestle they wouldn't need to do that they'd actually have their memory by the time they're 30 and not have problems like ton, tons like older guys have problems now yeah. but there's a lot of younger guys that have issues now like yeah. i know tony already does for he's gotten in trouble like a couple times like showed up at his house and was like where am i like I had no idea where he was and like he's not old he's not an old dude at all and then he fought gaichi and looked older yeah. Like, he looked physically older, and it was, like, three months later. Like, he did look good. And, like, that style of fighting isn't good for you, like, health-wise. Like, even if I'm not fighting till an old age, I would like to not look old, young, or, like, you know, sure. anything like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have longevity and health. I was fortunate to also take fairly little damage uh, as a professional. 36 fights. I had four concussions, but three of them took place in training and, and, uh, well actually two in pl training, two in, in fights, but they were not concussions like, uh, knocked out. They mm -hmm. were like, I had a memory lapse of 20 seconds in one point, uh, 30 minutes in one point, but I won the fight, you mm -hmm. know, on, on yeah. the, on the long one. And it was just, uh, I don't remember from this point to this point. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got hit with a, a short uppercut on my, on my takedown and, I remember finishing the arm bar and then I remember calling Jen to tell her that I won the fight and she said, you called me 20 minutes ago and told me that. And I was like, oh, really? Are you sure? And she goes, yeah. And I said, no, I just won. She goes, no, you called me 20 minutes ago. Find out later, after my fight, I cornered Jeff Munson and he won. And then I called her a second time, <laughs> but I, he, I walked him into a Kimura and he, he won it, you know, and was thanking me for it. And I don't remember any of it. You know, and it was, uh, I'd never had a headache. I never had any symptoms after that. I never had anything, but I did have, you know, I did have a, a memory thing. And then it happened once in Marco's garage. Um, I just told that story on my, uh, with my friend. And then it uh, happened, John Alessio. Yeah. yeah. John Alessio hit me once when I covered. And then I, the referee stopped the fight and I put my hands down and I'm like, hey, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And then I, he's looking at me. He's like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Why you stop it?" I said, "Are you, are you finding him? Are you are you finding him?" <laughs> and he goes, "What?" And he goes, "No." Shh, shh. And he was trying to help me. He goes, "Watch the jumbotron." And after he hits me with the one, he hit me with twenty-two other punches, <laughs> looking at the ref like, "Are you going to stop it?" And I was just covering like this. And then as soon as I stopped it, I put my hands down and I was like, yeah. "You're like, I'm good, dude." And I was totally yeah. fine. But there was like a 15, 20 second period where, you know, that went away. But. Other than that, you know, ha having as many fights I had, I didn't take a lot of damage because my jiu-jitsu was good. I had a really solid bottom game if I was on bottom, and and then, you know, I was on top a lot the, the, the second half of my career once I learned how to wrestle because of Pat Militich. Yeah. Um, so going going to that, you're, you're fighting intelligently. You, you know what your game plan is. They know what your game plan is, but there is a, a point in time where if they want to hit you, They've got to be able to touch yeah. you, and if they can touch you, yeah, they have to be able to step into 
my game plan. Right. Um, I hope that I can't do it, but right. yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to throw punches and and take and defend the takedown at the same time. And yeah, I yeah, think that's what you're. Ask you're Edson. <laughs> What's that? Ask Edson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bryce is a perfect example of of uh, a guy that wanted to knock him out, and he's a guy that wanted to take him down. And yeah. it's so much harder to to play that guy when when the other guy, you know, especially like he sat him down early in the fight, right? Because he was worried about his takedown, and then bang, landed that. Could be even Conor. Yeah. Now he's worried about his striking and his takedowns. Yeah. So he's hesitant on his striking. Yeah, he's and he's then, discouraged him from striking because he's now sat him down. <laughs> yeah, like, like Connor and Khabib is a perfect example. In a million years, Khabib couldn't f- box Connor. No, you know what I mean, and and beat no. him in a boxing match. But because Connor was so worried about the takedown, Khabib threw, put him on his butt. You yeah. know, and, and that same thing happened with Bryson and him. Um, okay, so in all that, I one day walked into Lucas's bedroom. Uh, I was doing putting laundry away or something i don't know and i i looked up and he has a giant whiteboard and i mean big like, like about yeah it's four or five feet four or five say. feet wide three three and a half feet uh tall and it is every inch of this thing is covered in small writing and at first i looked at it and i think i'm looking at like goodwill hunting's algorithms on the mirror <laughs> and i'm like what and i started reading and it literally took me 20 almost 30 minutes to read everything on this on this whiteboard and without going into detail but go into detail yeah, yeah, yeah what what kind of what was on that what is on that every time you have a fight camp you know you 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 break this down i have it sectioned off per like per thing so some of it's following my weight like just like weekly like not daily i keep that uh in my phone uh but i have like weekly where my weight started where my ended how heavy did I get after the cheat that weekend? Where am I on Sunday? Where am I on Monday? Am I following? Uh, am I following where I need to be to be on weight in a particular time? And then I have next to it what the previous camp was, what the previous camp was, just to like make sure I'm I'm within some sort of range. And then like uh, I end up doing a lot of math. Like if I started lighter than I did on the previous one, then I'm like like uh, doing percentages of stuff and whatever. I have a section set apart for the the whoop the whoop band um, for the strain. Uh, the strain weekly is it getting higher when the intensity of our training is getting higher. Um, my max heart rate per week, all my heart rates, all my respiratory rates while I sleep, but my sleep percentages, if my sleep's getting better or worse um, while the camp goes on. Um, I have my schedule for the week is on there, but then I also have what is to, is going to be added to it later, like later in the camp when I want to lose more weight or I need to work out more or when I'm going to add in our uh, AM, PM, uh, cardio at night. Uh, or yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, but the, add in the cardio, uh, I have that like when in the camp is that supposed to come in? Uh, if my weight's okay, do it then instead of now, whatever. Uh, I have some of it is just like, just like reminder things, just kind of like things you would keep in your notes, but it's easier to have instead of having 15 sets of notes in my phone, uh, to have it all on like relatively paper, but right. just like, in front of me uh it's easier to just kind of look at all of it instead of like scrolling through stuff go back where is it when's the last time i opened this note where is it and like go through all of it like that so it's easier to just like put it all out into writing um and be able to see it all the time and then continually be able to look back at it so i'll track the per days and then a different section will have like that week in general what did everything average did it 
did like uh, did the strain like did the strain of my workout stay about the same or higher worse whatever uh, did my heart rate stay okay did it like go through the ceiling uh, and then same thing like if I was sick or anything like that uh, my diet too my diet yeah, stays through there you yeah have your calories and everything on there I have every uh, macro uh, yeah so every um, calorie uh, the fat, what kind of fat, the sugars, the carbs, uh, uh, mo most everything's on there. Of what you have in a day or of what you have, of what each thing is that you eat? Uh, it used to be of each thing that I ate, but that took up too much space. So I would do the math of all of it first. I would then do the math of all of it per uh, what ends up coming out because the numbers will eventually drop. So I would have how many calories is it a day for week one. On week two, we take out this snack and this snack. What does that math end up being? week two and then three four five six and all the way down and so it's, it, it became it took up too much space to do all the food i was eating and the macros with it so now i just had the macros per week uh and then i just did the math for the food on like paper or my phone or something like that and, and edited it in um the top right of the of the whiteboard kind of had your weight at start and then kind of all the yeah way i have to a day. not necessarily like a chart but like a, yeah, just like a point A to point B of week one, week 12, uh, six, and kind of like when X snack comes out at week two, is my weight dropping? And then when this snack comes out, then does my weight drop? And if my weight doesn't really drop, then I'll take out more. If it drops a lot, then I probably won't take out the next thing and I'll push it back a week, but I'll kind of like gauge it. And so now I have it where that's that one to 12. I know what my weight should be per week. So I know when stuff needs to come out. I know what it. Uh, I know what it weighs. Like I know exactly what everything weighs to the gram, uh, and that like like our zone bar is like forty two grams or something like that. So you can just like do the math. It's like you multiply it by point zero zero two two zero four six two, and make it pounds and things like that. Ounces or point zero six two five. Things like that. So it's just like because no food is sold in pounds. Right. Everything's sold in grams and ounces, which is weird because we don't use. Um, that system for anything other than food uh, all the other countries do but uh like everything's in pounds so i don't know there's like a lot of math involved um to stay on top of it but like it's it's relatively easy uh once you get like the hang of it because i was not good at math um i was horrendous at math um i was only good at like english so uh which i was also was weird but <laughs> do you have any of your training on there like any of your sparring sessions or any of that type of stuff on that or or do you or not at all like uh not no not like separate from any other days like yeah whatever the sparring day is is probably just in there along with all the other days i know what day it is um just because i know what day of the week that is but other than that uh i don't i don't have it like set aside for anything no i, I saw i remember one thing that was was kind of down in the middle bottom area you had a list of fighters or a list of some, some uh, grapplers that fight, yeah, 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 or just grapplers in general. Yeah, there was like a handful. Um, it was like GSP and uh, Khabib, Frankie. Um, there was a couple Maya, um, a couple other guys. I think um, what, what I were, forget. What were those? Uh, like videos to watch and things like other guys that fight oh, okay. with like a similar um, style of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like jiu jitsu guys, but not exclusively jiu jitsu guys. Like not Ryan Hall. Like, not that sort of style uh, or tonin or anything like that. Uh, more, like, guys that use wrestling a little more right. um, instead of, like, spamming 45 inventory rolls. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, a little more wrestling-based jiu-jitsu, uh, even though my jiu-jitsu isn't wrestling-based, but, you know. Do you not think it is? I mean, it wasn't. For, I for, did jiu-jitsu first. Example, I didn't wrestle. 
but everyone thinks my jiu-jitsu is very wrestling-based just because of the, the top game. Um, yeah, I mean, I had jiu-jitsu first. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure I, like, I use wrestling in my jiu-jitsu, but I like being on bottom. So like I, I don't know like I I'm I'm all over the place like I like like not for fighting but I like some of the sport jujitsu ish stuff right um, but if I'm on top I'm probably using a lot of wrestling to stay on top and, right. and like keep my base together and whatnot so um, that was a big big thing we had to change from high school wrestling to switch into MMA because how many shots did you take in high school <laughs> not a lot my senior year I took like maybe three shots like I I couldn't very few yeah um, you and tyler were wizards at letting them on your legs sit in the corner and getting behind yeah, cradles yeah it was and it was snap downs and yeah if they got on our legs they weren't scoring yeah. uh we yeah we upset some coaches uh yeah. yeah i remember i won't like whatever but there was a kid that i'd wrestled at districts in the semis my senior year and the, their coaches were yelling at him not to tie up with me because I was gonna I was gonna snap him down and go behind. And they're like, do not touch him. Like, do not grab his neck. Do not grab his arm. Do not tie up with him. And they're saying it like mid match. And he just both hands boom and just tied up with me. And both coaches stood up and walked off. Like they didn't even coach on the rest of the match. I I splayed <laughs> them. I, I snapped him down and splayed him and pinned him. <laughs> but they immediately were like, dude, like they just walked off. <laughs> like all the coaches knew what was up. And uh, I probably should have like hid that a little better and did more things. But it, it worked. So yeah. you know. Yeah, so it was like, as you were deciding to do MMA, I was like, okay, but for a long time, people are not going to shoot on you. Yeah. No one's going to yeah. want to go to the ground with you, so and we, we were start shooting. Not necessarily, not Tyler, but like I was heavily discouraged from from shooting after like my partners for a long time. Like yeah. I was, yeah, my my training partners were guys I was not going to score takedowns on, or if I did, I was scoring like a takedown every two or three months. Like I was, I was not scoring a lot. Was uh, Jordan Robeson who held the pin a, record in Texas? Yeah, he's a three-time state finalist and a state champ, and it was AJ Ferrari, AJ Ferrari. who's now. Yeah, he was a true freshman national champ right. at D1 and also state champ in, in high school. Um, and even after that, it was other guys who were all, like, ranked number one or number two in the state, yeah. uh, guys that wrestled here. Uh, Blaine, Blaine. Blaine for a while. Yeah, yeah. he was a 6 day state champ uh, and crazy athletic. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was, like, the Myastases who were ranked – both were ranked number one in the state. Uh, John Green. Was a state yeah. finalist and state placer a couple times, uh, like all really good guys. But I wasn't scoring takedowns on really high level all guys. Shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like my shots weren't scoring anything. Um, I, I'd get a takedown a month on AJ, yeah. and like like I'd get like one, and he'd get the next however many. But if I got one, we had to go for longer. Like if I if I got a takedown in the last live go everyone's up and jogging we're gonna do conditioning now and he's like no he's like me and lucas are doing another go i was like dude yeah. it's like 40 to 2 like let <laughs> me have this takedown it's fine because he knows what's he gonna just... happen after he leaves <laughs> yeah yeah or or while he's here, while uh, he's here. Yeah, yeah 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 it's just like yeah we got discouraged from from shooting because shots weren't working but yeah my takedown defense got good because i was gonna take it down all the time right. <laughs> so it was like sure. it worked out but yeah yeah, you change got, of pace. Definitely got dangerous off of your shots or off of their shots. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and that yeah. kind of played really well into your jujitsu as well because you have that initial stop of the shot from wrestling, and then right into the getting on the neck. You yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and your opponent two two fights ago, Matt Skibicki, mm -hmm. you threw a body kick, and he caught it and shot. Yeah. And I was like, I was this. like, Woo. And as soon as he <laughs> shot, I was like that. And you, he start, you started to get up to grab something, and he had an opportunity to get away, yeah. and he reshot. And I just sat back in my chair yeah, you like dove this, back and in. I, I was like, Raphael, and I was like, here we go. 
A dove back in. I was like, all right, bro. Like, yeah, it was a nice. Let's get it. Anaconda like, finish, I think, off of that. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Or if, really you ask, if you ask Morrow, it's a Darce. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. They all thought it was a Darce that night. Yeah. 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 Um, and then your last fight, uh, you. You, that's the only guy that shot on you, right? The the Matt Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, very briefly in like my second amateur fight, the guy tried to take a shot in the Maybe third. Yeah, and I took his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, no, no, no one's uh, shot on me. Your last opponent, you know, uh, Josh Thompson and others were saying, man, this is a, a really big step up for him. You know, um, is he ready? And I said, yeah, yeah, we know he's tough, man. He goes, this guy's really tough, you know, and he kept saying it over and over and over again. And I went to walk away and he, and he, we made eye contact again. And he said, and we're just about to leave to the fights, right? yeah. you know, I'm already my, I'm dad nervous. Yeah. And he says, Hey, he goes, don't underestimate him. I said, we didn't bro. He's, uh, he's ready. <laughs> And he goes, what vibe do we get off? Yeah, that, like, that, that we like, underestimated. Do you think we're not like, prepared ever. Haven't said a word about no. him. Like. And he said it again, and I said, and he goes, "It's going to be his toughest fight yet." And I looked at him and I said, "What if it's not?" Yeah, you know, yeah, I said, yeah. "What if it's not his toughest fight yet?" And he goes, "Well, then he's legit," you know. And I say, "Well, okay, I know you're <laughs> legit, you know. I know how it goes." But he was like, "We're just about to leave," and I'm like, "Bro, why didn't you do this like two days ago? Why yeah, are you doing it right yeah, now?" Yeah. And and trying uh, to psych us out like. The night of, I was like, hey, man, are you ready? So you went out there, and um, you got, you know, you got into a nice scramble. You got, you, he landed a punch. You landed a punch. Um, you landed a body kick or partial kick. Mm -hmm. And the next time he tried to throw a punch, you were on him. Yeah, I, I had slipped out as he threw, and we were, like, chest to chest. And I was like, well, like, this isn't the shot I was looking for, but, but we we're are. in. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was immediately on a, on a body lock. Um, your takedown in that fight, I was directly behind him, so I only could see part of it. It's unfortunate that Bellator didn't go back and break it down because I had guys like Pat Downey comment yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. he literally sat back in his chair and goes, nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. that guy's a, <laughs> yeah. a really high-level mm -hmm. high yeah, wrestler. Yeah, high-level wrestler. Um, and, and I talked to other high-level wrestlers, and, and – so you had gotten into a scramble position and came up in a weird spot and then set up a Merkel. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. most people don't even know what a Merkel yeah, is. Yeah, mo most of them, like, like I think uh, John McCarthy was like a side headlock. Looking yeah. thing. I was like, no, it's a headlocks don't don't work. It's not a headlock. Yeah. Um, the arm was over here, you know. It yeah, was... I had the arm in front. My leg was hooked on the, on the inside. Um, and I yeah, saw the leg hooked. I couldn't see the Merkel because your backs were to me. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, hey, I thought you were just behind him. And I was like, I was, I was like, hey, go ahead and take that hook out and just get behind him. And then I realized as you were turning that it was a Merkel. And you went from a Merkel to an inside trip. Really, really nice. And then just to make sure that you didn't end up in closed guard off the inside trip, you double-legged yeah. his legs and started yeah, passing on the takedown. Came together. And... And, and that's when I, again, once again, I sat back and I looked at Rafael and I said, wow. You know, I was like, this kid impresses me more and more and and that's again something like do you think it was the the years of jiu-jitsu leading up to this but and all the matches and all the jiu-jitsu and wrestling matches that caused you to be so comfortable to you you really hit all the things in your fights that you do in training you mm -hmm. know a lot of times that doesn't happen a lot of times it doesn't translate you take a chance you know take chances here mm -hmm. and there to to make something happen and a lot of times people think the wrestling and jiu-jitsu part of the fight is boring, but no one's ever bored once you hit the ground, you know? Yeah, like I don't 
I'm not doing any like askering, like lay and pray. Like I don't, I don't want to sit in your guard uh, and do nothing the entire time. Or um, who was it um, that just fought on um, the last Bellator card we watched? You got was it? Eb- oh, Johnny Eblen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting takedowns, but he couldn't. He couldn't. He's gonna be Musasi. Yeah. No, uh, but yeah, he was getting takedowns and then not doing a thing with it. Like yeah. he could, he wasn't doing. A single thing with with his takedown, he was just kind of sitting there, just kind of like hitting him a yeah. little bit, but like no power, like not, nothing was happening. And um, like if you're not gonna do something with the takedown, then what's like why are you getting the takedown? Like right. it's just it's very a weird thing that people do. And just trying uh, to win the round, but yeah, but like yeah, like that's I get it. you're you're making a fight last 15 minutes when if you would just pass and tap him the last two and a half minute and a half like you don't you don't need to do all that you're putting out more energy than than you need to like, even your one decision win in bellator yeah you score i believe you scored two 10-8 rounds out of your three rounds and it was just like a yeah, jiu-jitsu two, wrestling striking clinic on the ground two 10 27s or uh, uh 30 27s and a 30 28 uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all three gave me one 10 8 and then I think two gave me two 10-8s. Um, no, it was a 30-26 and a 30-25. You had two 10-8s in there. Where am I? Oh, my, oh, my math is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, um, and when they announced that, I was like, okay, that was, you know, they appreciated what yeah. was going on on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was literally striking until the last second of the of the fight, the bell rang yeah, as you yeah, kicked yeah. him in the face. You yeah. Know, was, yeah, I mean, I was, I was beating him on the feet too because yeah. he was he was scared to do anything uh which was weird he yeah. was he was told he was doing what they wanted him to do he could hear his corner the whole Locked time so there was no down, crowd but like you, yeah pressure him throw. pressure him to the cage and they're like all right you got him where you want him and then he just didn't do anything with it and i was like all right well i'm going to then yeah. um if you're not going to and i haven't a couple times and the one time he did try to throw i, I slipped um all three uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah he threw a three three punch combo was the most he threw on the feet the whole time and i slept all three and got out um yeah yeah like he was just super just like, yourself on the back for that like, yeah 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 i was like i was like dude i'm not even good at that sort of thing like you're screwed like this is not like <laughs> uh but yeah like i was three for three on on takedowns and um yeah i outstruck him 210 to one um and the first round was a little slower because i went for uh the reverse triangle um but the next two rounds were for yeah. you know they added up you're like, I'm not going to submit this guy. Yeah, they thought – I don't know what they were checking for still. Um, they just thought he was out of it or that his nose was broken or something like that because his nose did look gross. Between uh, the – The second and the third. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because the break ended, and we both walked out, and then the doctor came in, and, like, he was like, ah, we're going to give it a second. I was like, all right. Like, is it, I was like, are we done? Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> like, on? like, um, but, yeah, they were – I guess he was in the corner, and they were talking to him, and he was just like – like not like he was just looking through them like wasn't even listening and they're like hey can you look at him uh he's not okay and i was like oh whatever like zombie him out for the third so then your last fight was the assassin yeah yeah Um, yeah, after that merkel inside trip takedown pass finish the assassin um they didn't once again you're finishing something that they don't know what to call it you know that's happened that's hilarious that's happened there that happened because of the all all three guys will like call something different yeah. And then they end up like creating a, a name for something. Your uh, short choke in your second fight became a soup choke. Yeah, well I did uh I did the uh uh seven year old choke. Yeah, the Jeff Glover seven year old choke. Uh <laughs> without like the, the legs over the top. But I had the same grip. I just had a gable grip in the center and just like squeezed and pulled. Uh and they were like, Yeah, like short choke short short choke, forearm choke, bar arm choke. I think they still call it a bar arm choke. Yeah. Like they were like, Yeah, he has the he has 
two. They're like, yeah, he has two of the first uh, submissions ever in Bellator. A bar arm choke <laughs> and the assassin choke. I was like, assassin, yes. Uh, the other one's, okay, Like right. I'll, I'll take it. Cause if you're going to keep saying it like that, then it sounds cool. But uh, it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't anything special, bro. Like, it was, I, I know I, I talked to Chandler Rogers right after that, and he was so stoked that you gave him a shout-out. And I was so beside myself. As you were getting interviewed, I was trying to get your attention so I could tell you to mention him, but I couldn't even think of his name. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, Ugh. well, as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, it'd be terrible if I was like, yeah, this guy, and then just like, <laughs> just right. like, just crash. And I was yeah. like, I hope I remember his name when I try to do Chandler this. Chandler right Rogers, wrestling Oklahoma State. He's assistant coach at Little Rock now, but he was known through college of hitting the assassin and whipping guys to their backs and pinning them with it. Dirty. And Luke has just like adapted it and change it into a really really nice choke from multiple positions yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a number uh, a number of them um so i'd almost done it in the skibiki fight but he ended up tapping to the anaconda so i was like all right cool and then uh yeah this guy was just there like he's he he's he came right up for it and i was like all right cool like my hands came together and it was, it was easy like to finish so i'm gonna jump back real quick i had a question i want to ask you Tell me about your relationship with your brother. Tell me, you know, you guys have been training partners since, since the beginning. You know, um, you were able to, you were the bigger, the stronger. You know, you guys were even all the time, but you created like a little monster under you because of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he grew up. I, I created like, a, prob a problem for later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, tell me, tell me about your relationship with him you guys how you get along whatever or tell you know people i mean we didn't get along for a long time uh being training partners like we just like beefed it out for a while just because like if you're each other's number one training partner and you don't get to not see that person again until the next workout i think go it's one thing them. yeah you have to then go home with them and like i want the xbox well i tapped you to gaze so i get the xbox like <laughs> you just like it's you know you you get into like like things like that um and it just becomes like competition all the time. So I think like when we were younger, we probably weren't quite as close as we are now. Like I, I think we're really cool and and have been for the last handful of years. But like when we were younger, yeah, I just think we like we got into it a lot training because yeah. we were each other's training partners. So like naturally, just like the energy's high. Uh, fought the one time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean like our our relationship's good and all we did for forever is this so like we've always been like on like that common ground of of things uh with training and things like that and um as we've gotten older i think we've definitely gotten gotten closer and like as he's matured a little bit too like yeah. i think i think he didn't have a whole lot of life on him right. when he was here sure and so we finally we sent him to a school where he doesn't know anyone <laughs> in a place where he doesn't know anything and he has to meet people and has to do things and like actually like be a little more outgoing and he came back and I was like look you're like a real like adult like this is awesome like it's like actually like got like closer like that I think uh yeah. he doesn't like hearing that I told him that and he was like what and I was like never mind but like, <laughs> you, know, like you get like <laughs> it was definitely hard it was always the three of us everywhere like yeah. everywhere yeah, 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 you know yeah. and then I I was telling the story to PJ that I dropped him off at school and I drove away, and I had to pull over. And yeah. Literally cried for yeah. 15 minutes, yeah. and then I was texting you. Then I was texting him, and then uh, you know, and and it's been you know he's having a, a great time, and yeah, yeah he's yeah. obviously become a monster. Yeah, yeah like, I just think I think both of us here are pretty like we didn't talk to a whole lot of people, and we didn't have like a huge group of friends or anything like that. We're all pretty like 
socially awkward. He didn't have any friends that weren't like minus like two or three people that weren't already my friends. Right. And so I was, I was like, I think it's it's good. It was good for him to go somewhere where he doesn't know a single person. Like he doesn't know anyone. He doesn't know where he is. So he'll have to talk to people about where things are. Right. He has roommates. Like he'll he'll have to interact with other people and like actually like find other things that he's he's into outside of this. Um, not that he did really. That's still all he does when he's when he's there. He, he plays the exact same video games and, and, and wrestles. <laughs> uh, but actually, like. I don't know. You remember how competitive he is. Like, if he lost something. If he uh, lost tic-tac-toe as a little or, kid, he cried. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if he lost a match, he wouldn't talk all the way home, and then we wouldn't see him until the next day. He yeah, would go to yeah. his room. I was the same. Like, I didn't, just yeah. go to his room, wouldn't see him yeah. again. And uh, I remember telling uh, Andre that uh, yeah. in college. Like, I'd, I'd lost a match, and I, like, dipped. And he was like, dude, I was trying to talk to you. I was like, dude, give me like 20 minutes. Like at least like maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Like let me like let me sulk and be upset for a little and then we can, we can have a conversation about it. Uh, Coach Pope always knew. Yeah. Like it, it didn't happen very I, much at the end. But I learned early on and I was never like I've had dads. It's, it's amazing how many fathers I've had that have messaged me um, over how did you how are you able to raise your kids doing this, you know, and not be overbearing how are you able to and my you know i never chased you down after a match to yeah. yell at you you know i i did for a while go to make sure you're all right mm -hmm. and then after it took me a little while to realize that that wasn't a good time yeah you know and, and you're not all right but you will be mm -hmm. and so then i started you know giving you your your space and then i would go in fortunately it didn't happen that often no you know no. um but but i would you know the i would go find you or i after a while i started waiting you know yeah, yeah. and i never really i tried to tell people i never really pushed you guys mm -hmm. um hard and i would have dads next to me at jujitsu matches screaming at their kid you know mm -hmm. they're that's losing and I look over and there are kids seven, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and you yeah, guys like those are, are kids that are really good, but they're not gonna do it when they're older. Like, yeah, they're, and you guys are like 13, 14, like, and I'm talking to you like this while I'm coaching you. Yeah, you're, if I'm yelling, it's to be louder we're, than the next person. We're holding the kid down and like, yeah, <laughs> what was and that? Yeah, so I'd have dads message me after, embarrassed how they were, and and here's my thing, and it's fortunate I guess that I competed also at a high level, but and I've said this to you before, if you you're competitive, you work your butt off every day if you lose a match or you do something wrong i don't have to be the one to yeah, yell at you about it we know you're yelling at yourself about it like yeah. you're gonna beat yourself up over it so there's no reason for me to mine is to go check on you make sure you're good after that you know and and later maybe we'll talk about it maybe we won't maybe mm -hmm. we'll you know we we'll fix whatever happened and and you know move forward but those are the those are the guys that hate their parents later you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. baseball parents, no, a lot of those kids yeah football you know the the dads that do that especially the ones that have never done it yeah, a lot of them are people that haven't done it before right. like they've never wrestled before rob and... padilla for example rob padilla started training because <laughs> yeah. he used to get on his kids so much yeah he got it he started training just so he could get see it. what was up and then he was like oh i'm yeah, a dick yeah, he's like what? i won't yell at you again yeah, <laughs> i won't like, yell at you yeah. again and it's because you know no one's losing on purpose. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It, yeah. Like yeah. you're yelling at him, but he didn't lose just to lose. Like, like obviously right. he was trying and the other kid beat him. Like it happens. Like it's. And, and I think yeah. that's what always allowed us to stay close, you know, is 
I'm just as concerned for you, you know, and for if I'm bummed when you lose, but I'm not bummed when you lose because I care if you lose. I mm-hmm. know that you care if you lose because you put in all the work. And yeah, that, it yeah. hurts more when you we lose. We were putting after in. Doing that. We were putting in hours. Yeah, lots. Hours and hours. Lots. Um, Typically, what four to six hours a day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when we were wrestling um, in high school, we were period would start at like I think the practice might start at like two something. And we we were there until like five thirty ish six almost because we were late for class for a long time right. and then we'd rush over here and do class hour and a half do wrestling for an hour and a half which really ended up being a two hour practice because Rick didn't like how we were drilling or how hard <laughs> we were going live or like uh like you were doing what ended up being like six seven hour days um all the time like consistently um yeah those practices got long on schedule it's an hour and a half but like I remember we were here till eleven one night. Yeah. Like we were here all night and parents would just come in every like 20 minutes. He's like, they're not done yet. And you're like, oh, all right, cool. They'll just leave. Like they would just, and then he would like cuss us all out and they just sat there like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, interesting. <laughs> all right. So jumping back to MMA, um, this is something you don't like to talk about a lot or don't talk about a lot, but what are your goals? Do you have any goals? What are your goals in MMA fight wise? you know, career wise, financially, like what is it that you're, that you're shooting for? Um, is it the same as everybody, you know, or, you know, what, what are your plans? I mean, I'm, I just want to continue to w- win fights. I always find the question weird because I don't see why anyone has different goals. Like every, like if you're, if you're in it, you should ideally have about like everybody should have relatively the same goals to continue winning fights and then eventually when you're ready for that sort of thing, you can like start getting ranked and start working your way up that way. And like, but I don't, I don't have a goal to like, um, to like a time frame or anything like that. Cause I think that's ridiculous. Like, like we started that way with our contract. We're like, yeah, if we do three to four fights a year, we do this and that we'll have this done by this time. And then you have one fight and that fight that was supposed to be scheduled four months later is now six months later and then there's covid and then you get covid and then guys say no and they push the fight back a month or two and then they sign with showtime and they push the fight back four months so you've now been in camp for eight months like they you know like it's it's scheduling things to a time frame like if you keep if everything if everything gets pushed back a month things a year from now are now pushed back a year and a half from now like it's like it's there's no point in in scheduling it that way because every other month you have to change your time frame. So like right. I I think it's less stressful to just focus on what's the next date, when, who's the guy, right. let's do it, when's the next one when that's done. Like it's, it's it's better to look at it that way. Um I think when ranking starts to become more of a question then I'll actually care about the rankings, but like I I couldn't even tell you um I can I could ballpark a couple guys that are in the rankings at 45, but I besides the top 2 plus three or four uh i couldn't even tell you who's in it because by the time i want to be in it or get into it half of them aren't going to be there they're either going to be a little higher or they're going to move weight classes or they're going to have retired and they're not going to be there and so like right. like there's guys that we wanted to fight early on that got cut like they're not there anymore right. um and those were people who were like yeah we'll fight them a few fights from now and then the next fight they were gone so it's like there's it's not something that needs to it doesn't need to take up space in my brain for right now because it's not important for right now like if those are guys i want to worry about in a few years in a few years they may not be active fighters so it's it's i just want to continue to win fights and 
later once I'm ready to fight rank guys or break into rankings, then I'll start doing that, and then that's that's on to the next uh, batch of things. But right. uh, you know, I'm not trying to call out everyone in the division uh, and get picoed first round. Like I don't uh, I don't need to do that. And financially, I don't need to do that either. So it's like I can I can do it at a healthy pace uh, without like really like like making like enemies. Like I don't I don't need beef with anyone. I just like I like doing it. So you know. Right. <clears throat> Saying that uh, everyone should have the same goal, or you don't see how they don't. Um, a good example of that is Paul Felder. Paul Felder, mm-hmm. yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he retired, he had said. I I suddenly realized that I was not good at not gonna make you know, I was not gonna win the belt mm-hmm. I was not good enough to beat these couple guys at this point in time to get to the belt or after a setback having to win this many fights to get even back to that spot to yeah. get a chance for that and he was like you know the way he fights and the damage he puts yeah. out but also takes yeah you know it's just yeah. not worth it to him and and now he's doing the commentating which he's awesome at mm-hmm. but. Um, that's a good example of that. Like his goal was obviously to get there, but he was real with himself when he realized, Oh, that's not within my reach. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And it was, yeah like nobody's goal is to lose. Right. I, I mean, I would assume so like ideally, or I would assume that the vast majority of everyone that's fighting their goal is to win. Um, and then if they win, they would probably, their next goal would be to continue winning. Like I just like, Everyone's goal should be about the, like I would imagine it is some form of the same like it win fights make money make a living yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it yeah. should be that and it doesn't need to be more uh, than that not it really can't be more than that but uh, like that's what it should be yeah so uh, when you're not training which is you know not a whole lot of time but when you're not training what are you what do you do what are you into um usually most if i'm if i'm not also like sleeping to recover from uh from <laughs> training. training uh i count that as training time like, yeah yeah that yeah, has yeah. to do with training I, ha- I have that actually on the the whiteboard too yeah. um i have those hours like logged in uh for like the hours of like a day that i'm training but then like assuming i get x amount of many hours uh based off like whatever the whoop keeps saying i'm getting uh what hours are left to right. do anything else uh yeah, 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 yeah. Where you? So what are? What is? Yeah, what? Yeah, do you yeah, do yeah, when yeah. You're not? Uh, I mean, if I spend most of the time if I'm not here or if I'm not, I'm not asleep. I'm usually either making like some form of like art, like I'm, I'm glued to the computer, uh, just designed just to keep myself like busy, uh, with other things, or just finding like new music to listen to or something like that, like all day. Um, like I listened to like four or five different albums today, um, while I was painting, um, and just like finding like outlets. Uh, that aren't training related so I don't get like burnout on it in any way because I think that happens to a lot of people too it's like if all you do is train eventually they have like a mental breakdown they're just like I'm over it like I don't want to do this Uh, and so I think having some form of outlet for like a good time of the day not like all day because you need to train and sleep or whatever but like for like a good portion of the day have other things to do so that you're not constantly thinking about that um Cause even, yeah, like it's just, it's not something that needs to occupy all your, the space in your mind. Uh, cause you'll just, you'll just burn yourself out on it for the same reason. Like it sounds off topic for the same reason. I don't watch 
the other guys' fights a whole lot and I leave it to you guys. It's not something that I need to think about a lot. Like, it doesn't deserve the time in my head. It's just something that's going to worry me more if I continue to watch it. I'll just keep seeing him, like, land this particular thing and I'll just keep, like, rewinding that. And I don't need to. Like, I don't need to know that information. Like, it's not important uh, to me. And so I can keep some, like, allotted time to, like paint or draw or like design things and like sell like I, I sell artwork every day um or just like continue to like collect music and build my uh, little like mind palace on the other side of the house uh <laughs> your album collection is unreal yeah yeah i have um somewhere in the 700s uh i i have an app that runs it i couldn't tell you where but like probably like mid like mid to high-ish 700s um, so that's basically then, become your passion. Yeah, that's my outside of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they all get used. Um, yeah. And then there's a whole like other sort of half, like quarterish of the room that's all like books and like artwork and things like that. Um, and it's where I'll do like all my listening or all my painting and things like that. Um, and I continue to make things in there um, all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm not trained, I'm I'm just laying on the floor in there, just like hanging out. Um, I got a chair, but like I don't I don't even use it. I just lay on the floor and like hang out because I postered the ceiling too, so the ceiling looks dope. Uh, it's like coming along. There's like a little like spot or two in there that needs done, and then it's like really like uh, settled in and solid, um, which is making the other room look like my actual bedroom look less cool <laughs> because I, cause I think stuff's going into that room and making it super dope. And now I'm like, oh well, I should just sleep in there. Like it's just. I mean, there could be worse things that you uh, spend your money and time on. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like I have, I have a ton of albums and I have a ton of high tops. Like I, I could have worse things. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, you definitely and, have a, a and 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 things well. that yeah and and things that um, accumulate like a form of like worth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not like they're not perishables. Like they're things that are actually going to be worth more later, um, and some that I got for cheap that if I wanted, I could sell for way more. Like I could, I could make money on the room, uh, if forever, for whatever reason I wanted to get rid of it, which I probably won't. Uh, but if, if for whatever reason I wanted to, I would make money yeah. on its it's existence, uh, than, than not having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause I haven't lost anything or broken anything. And, uh, like everything is in the same or better condition than it was. Um, Except so anything that Sunny ate. Yeah, 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 yeah. All my yeah, I had those uh, like LED TikTok lights uh, in my room for a long time, and he unplugged every single one of them. Uh, he's got a cat that's a terror. Yeah, he's a menace to society. Um, <laughs> yeah, he pulled out all the plugs, chews all the laces, chews all my hoodie strings. Uh, cuts me up a lot. Um, I haven't bathed him in a while because the last time I did, I was bleeding. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's the other workout that I have to do that day. Um, and he goes in there and like chews on the actual uh, record. I'm like, thanks, bro. Yeah, I bought that. That was forty bucks. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's next, like for you, fight wise? What's next on your calendar? And uh, you know, um, I mean, we we got a date uh, coming up. Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. June twenty fourth, uh, coming up in Connecticut, which. Uh, we don't have like an opponent for or anything like that, obviously. But uh, I don't want to go back to Connecticut. It's like our uh, second home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over it. This will be yeah, four. Fourth one. Yeah, screw that. Come back to Windstar. We've got uh, we've got Connecticut. We've got Mohegan Sun down pat. Yeah, that was my last UFC fight, and it's been Lucas's last. Well, not last, but his last three fights before three. the last one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Third, were, fourth, were there. And fifth fight. Uh, we're there. 
and I'm over so being there. We've been in a in their bubble. So basically, we've been in the casino or hotel for a week straight, three times. Phoenix, and, and Phoenix made me. Fourth. Phoenix made me appreciate having all the food in the casino, though, instead yeah, of having yeah. to go from the stadium, walk back to the hotel, get changed, walk out to find food in the cold right. and whatever. So like the bubble was kind of nice because you just, you just go back to your hotel room in the same building, right there. and all the food was right there. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's, Ben yeah. and Jerry's is right there. Please, <laughs> Ben and Jerry's, uh, Ben and Jerry's, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Krispy Kreme, uh, the pizza place. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, oh yeah, it's like off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, all the stuff that's there. Yeah, um, Chick Fil A upstairs. That, that place is loaded yeah. with all the food places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's wrap it up. Um, where can anyone find you on social media? Uh, Facebook. I'm obviously I'm just under uh, you know Lucas Brennan, and then Instagram is just Lucas Brennan MMA uh, on there. That's the only form of uh, social media that I actually have. So awesome. That's yeah. probably pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It is all over.